0: I'm gonna share with you one of the most powerful marketing lessons I've ever learned, but it risks just, I don't know, turning off a bunch of my audience who's into the latest, greatest thing, the bright, shiny objects, the, yeah, all of that, like dopamine-stimulating, I got the new stuff for you. I got the new stuff for you. Well, everything old is new again, and if you want really, really, really powerful, powerful strategies for making more money with your marketing. This is one of them. When you get down to like the core, the core lessons of how we think and how we behave and how to solve marketing problems, well this is like, this is one of the most powerful lessons that you could use and I'm gonna share at least one really powerful way to apply it as well today. It's a 2300 plus year old lesson from Aristotle called First Principles. And don't just take it from me that this is powerful. Some of the world's uh, most successful tech billionaires from Silicon Valley and beyond are also using this kind of thinking as they're innovating inside their companies, in their products, in their services, in what they do, what they offer to the market. Aristotle's First Principles. Um, So with that, let's get into the notes for today's episode here. Okay, so what are first principles? I'm going to I'm going to start by just reading some Aristotle to you, going straight to the source, right? And by the way, like studying this old stuff, I, I, I'm that guy who believes that the most valuable book on internet marketing was written a hundred years before internet marketing, or it was written a hundred years ago and long before the internet was a thing, much less anybody marketing on it, right? Um, <laughs> That's scientific advertising by Claude Hopkins, by the way. Uh, but the first principles going back 2,300 years for this powerful lesson that applies as much today in marketing as as ever before. So what are first principles? In every systematic inquiry where there are first principles or causes or elements, knowledge and science result from acquiring knowledge of these. For we think we know something just in case... Uh, Yeah, for we think we know something just in case we acquire knowledge of the primary causes, the primary first principles, all the way to the elements. It's clear then that in the science of nature is elsewhere, we should try first to determine questions about the first principles. The naturally proper direction of our road is from things better known and clearer to us to things that are clearer and better known by nature for the things that are known to us are not the same as the things known unconditionally. Hence, it's necessary for us to progress following this procedure from the things that are less clear by nature but clearer to us towards things that are clearer and better known by nature. So what the heck is he talking about? What the heck is he? Well, um, it's common in math. uh, Descartes was a huge... huge, I don't know, proponent of first principles, and especially in physics, and I think physics provides a good example. So, in physics, like, what is obvious to us, you know, the coffee cup, the, uh, you know, the mouse, the computer, all of that, right? These things that are visual to us, I can see the screen of my computer, I can see my webcam, I can see all of that, right? Those things that are visual to us are not how things are actually working. How things are actually working are uh, at a deeper level, often an invisible level to our human perception. So the atoms that hold the coffee cup together are working at a level that we don't understand without further investigation. And so what Aristotle is saying is like, when we look at something happening, we can think on the surface, this is what I interpret as the cause, but if we look even deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper still, there may be other causes. Um, and like I said, this is huge in tech, huge in Silicon Valley. Um, it's also useful to think from first principles in marketing, and I'm going to talk about why and how we might do this. So What the heck does this have to do with marketing? Well, I I read an interesting um, I don't know just just. Uh, perspective on this that thinking from first principles is equal to thinking like a scientist somebody who is trying to break down and understand the cause of something using only um, like known universal principles and the the most reduced understanding using occam's razor like finding finding that uh, that conclusion that requires the fewest number of assumptions in order for us to Get to that conclusion is probably the correct one. Um, So, When we think like a scientist, like this makes me think of Scientific Advertising by Claude Hopkins. You know, I mentioned earlier, by the way, there's a link in the description if you'd like to download a free audiobook and PDF of Scientific Advertising by Claude Hopkins. I recorded the audiobook for myself, but then decided to share it with the world. It's at freescientificadvertising.com, or the link is in the description. But when we think about scientific advertising, when we think about how we approach marketing like a scientist, What we're trying to do is we're trying to figure out what is actually causing people to respond. And if we do different things in different ways, it's going to cause people to respond in different ways. If we do things in ways that cause them to respond more from the same advertising expense, from the same effort, from all of that, it's going to lead to higher profits. It's going to lead to more money. And so this is all about finding causes. Well, in marketing we want to find the cause of response, right? We want to find the cause of why somebody gives us money. And this gets straight into conversion rate optimization, which is, you know, internet marketing, right? That's internet marketing for we test things. <laughs> it's internet marketing for scientific advertising. What we're trying to do is is if we have a page set up and Um, and, And for every 100 people that go to this page, four of them actually do the desired action at the end. How can we bump that up so that for every 100 people that go to this page, five of them, six of them, seven of them, eight of them, however many of them do the desired action, right? And often it's not about completely changing the page, it's about identifying those elements the causes that are are having the biggest influence on whether or not people are responding, and then using that as the starting point for we're testing different elements to cause people to behave, to respond, to convert in different ways. So um, this is super relevant to conversion rate optimization. This is really like lesson number one of thinking from first principles. It's about breaking down the elements and causes. Uh, So this actually goes back my very first freelance copywriting client was David Bullock and he had this program about the Taguchi Method. Now Taguchi is this advanced statistical modeling technique that allows you to test thousands of different variations in something like 12 or 16 different variations. So um, what that's saying is you could test 5,000, well 4,000 is a number that's sticking in my head but it's a much more precise number than that. 4,000 something, 4,382 different variations of a landing page with 16 different test panels. So you're testing 16 versions and then it can tell you which one is going to work best out of that 4,382, right? But the way that you have to think in order to make this work and this is something that that David conveyed to me through his products and that I learned through him right was that you have to be able to break down a landing page and you have to be able to say okay well on this landing page we have the we we can test these three different headlines and we can test these three very different headlines and we can test maybe a picture of a man and a picture of a woman and a picture of the product Uh, We can test uh, this opening paragraph versus this opening paragraph. We can test this response form versus this response form. We can test this call to action versus that call to action, right? You're breaking down. Instead of saying this entire page is the cause of response, you're saying all of these different elements are contributing cause towards the total response. Right? All the different elements, some are, some are more powerful in generating response, some are less powerful in generating response. But the only way that you can really pull that off and figure out which one is having the biggest impact and then ultimately which of the thousands of variations of the landing page might work best is you have to do testing right? But in order to do that testing well, garbage in, garbage out, or quality input into the test, quality output from the test, you have to be able to break down the elements of your ad, of your landing page, et cetera, and figure out which you want to test in order to maximize response. And then you're going to learn things like the stuff that people see at the very beginning. So everything above the folder that shows up on the screen when they first load a web page things like the headline, the first picture, all of that, that has a huge outsized impact on response. And also the things associated with the offer and the call to action, those have a huge outsized impact on response. And so you're gonna test those things first, right? Um, And then in the context of all of this, Uh, David also taught things like Kaizen and Trees. And uh, these were different thinking methodologies. So Kaizen is about continuous improvement. And Trees is about innovative problem solving by trying to change things around, like making things bigger, making things smaller, like um, pairing things together, grouping them, separating them, all of that, flipping them over, trying to maximize um, something about it, trying to minimize something about it. And it's about finding different ideas that lead to maximum, um, I don't know, like uh, maximum variation in the output because maximum variation in the output means that you're going to get much higher response in some cases. And as you develop this capability, and for example, as you look through, you know, maybe a piece of marketing that you've created recently, you start to develop what I think of as a type of x-ray vision for your marketing, meaning you can Instead of saying, oh, this is like, this is the landing page that I wrote, or this is the VSL that I wrote, or this is the whatever, you can look at it and you can say, okay, there are these million different pieces um, that are potential influences of response. And some of those are probably way more powerful than others. So, for example, black versus very, very dark gray text probably has almost no impact on response. Black probably works better, but you know. uh, That has almost no impact on response. Oftentimes, things like background color of the page, as long as everything is readable, has almost no influence on response, right? But some things have a much bigger uh, influence and you can make important decisions about, number one, what you're just going to test first to see if it works or doesn't work, but number two, what you're going to test next. And by the way, this whole Taguchi thing, like it turned out it was pretty complex for everybody besides the highest volume marketers to be implementing it. And so for the most part, I don't even talk about Taguchi method at this point. But when you get into something like um, like the the various Google Ads tools that are available today, where you write like 10 different headlines and three different... Uh, Long headlines or description, like, and you upload 15 different images and all of these things, they are using similar statistical modeling in order to get the same outcome, right? And the same type of thinking applies. So, uh, for example, you're going to want dramatically different as much as possible. You're going to want things to be different. You're going to want, because different inputs into the test are going to create different. Uh, different results Okay, next up is form and function and this especially applies to creative marketing innovation and so this this wasn't necessarily in that um, in that paragraph that I read from Aristotle, but this is an essential part of first principles is um, Is we think about the form and the function of an item and if um, if we are able to innovate in either place. It's going to create different results. So, a great example of this is flying cars. So, what's form? Um, form is like the shape of something. So, it's it's a very recognizable thing. And so, we might look at the shape of a car and say, okay, um, that's what that's what a car looks like. That's that's the form of a car. We're going to recognize it by the four wheels. We're going to recognize it by it's going to have probably two seats or four seats, right? And there's gonna be certain things that make it look and feel like a car, right? And if you want to innovate the form of a car to become a flying car, it very quickly starts to feel very strange. Like there's wings that that attach or fold out or something like that. There's all sorts of different elements that make it um, very obviously like you're bolting on airplane parts to a car, right? And so we look around and we say, "Well, there's still no flying cars yet. You know, we, the future must not be here. There's no flying cars yet." But, but function is uh, something different. So, if form is the 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 shape of a car, right, the recognizable shape of a car, function is transportation, and the goal of um, of A flying car is transportation by air. And if you want small group transportation by air, well, there's a lot of small airplanes that you could actually use, right? So in a sense, flying cars exist. You just don't use them yet because you don't have a pilot's license. A flying car is a small airplane, right? A flying bus is a big airplane. (laughs) Um, And so the function of a, of a flying car has already been innovated, if not the form, right? And if you want to optimize or innovate in the context of form, you're going to be forever limited. So, like a VSL, you're gonna you're gonna change up the VSL a little bit, whatever. But the function of a page that conveys a marketing message that converts, well, the the the. the Having the function of that being text on page versus a video sales letter, um, a video that has similar text that is then read to you, that's presented as multimedia. Well, the, the, that was a huge function, a huge functional innovation, right, or a huge a huge form innovation. I'm sorry, um, because you went from having this this text page that you could scroll quickly to get to the end of the message and check the price and decide, eh, I'm not going to buy it, right, to this. Packaged sales message that could only be consumed at the rate and in the order that the creator, the marketer um, implemented it, right and so when you're looking for big breakthroughs when you're looking to create big breakthroughs through marketing innovation, you want to look at what you're doing and say, how like what are we trying to accomplish here? What are we trying to achieve here right not not how can we do this' you know, how can we do this tech sales letter better? But what are we trying to to achieve? We're trying to convey our marketing message in a way that gets someone to respond, right? And so you think, what completely different methodology could we use to achieve that same function, right? To achieve that same goal. And there's lots of different things, right? So, um, you know, functionally, if you're trying to get traffic to your website, you could, do some crazy viral marketing stunt. You could do um you you know you could streak at the Super Bowl and have your website on on your back, right? Or you could uh buy a Super Bowl ad. Or you could pay a similar amount of money towards Google ads. Or you could um you could appear on a hundred podcasts or you know just insert all these different ways that you can get traffic. And when you think about it on a functional level, you have to determine you know, what's going to achieve your goal, what can achieve your goals, and what are you going to do? What are you going to follow through with to achieve your goals? And so when you think about that, this is how you start to get really creative in terms of, uh, number one, optimizing individual pages, but number two, um, maybe maybe making decisions that allow you to achieve your result, your desired result, in a much different way. And both of those can be incredible ways to create breakthroughs in terms of making more money with your marketing. So my call to action for you at the end of this episode is number one, to ask yourself how you can use this. Like how how can you use this going forward as a thinking tool, right? Also, don't forget to like and subscribe so you get more content like this delivered to you. There's links in the description to also subscribe by email or our audio podcast or all that stuff. I do have fractional CMO and copy chief services, um, especially for direct response and digital marketers, and I'll include that link in the description if you want me to get in there and help you increase your marketing success through thinking tools like first principles, right? Uh, It's become a natural part of the way that I work. I can help with conversion rate optimization, all that stuff. I will also include links in the description to, uh, I have training called The Scientific Path to Increasing Profits that if this was interesting to you, especially the stuff around conversion rate optimization and testing, there's a lot more there that you'll find incredibly valuable. That's part of the BTMS Insider streaming library of copywriting and marketing courses where you pay one low fee, you get streaming access to everything there. And uh, that link's in the description. I also will include that link to Scientific Advertising by Claude Hopkins, the free audiobook and PDF. I'm Roy Furth. This is Breakthrough Marketing Secrets. I hope you got a ton of value here, and you go out and apply it so you can get way more value going forward. And I'll see you again in the next episode. See you soon. Bye.